Blog Talk Radio. It's time for Standing on My Soapbox, the daily rant and radio show. We talk about all of the good, bad, and the ugly of current events. Join your host, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. You, our listeners, are invited to call in and stand on our soapbox with us. Call 347-989-0126 between 4 and 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Monday through Friday. That's 347-989-0126. Now, here are your host and creator, Scott Fullerton, and co-host, Craig Hurley. Well, hello and welcome, everybody, to Standing on My Soapbox. It is Thursday, August 8, 2019. We appreciate you tuning in. My name is Scott Fullerton. I am your host. In this couple seconds, I'll be joined by my co-host, actor and writer, Mr. Craig Hurley. Hope you're having a fantastic day out there, and we'll give us a call and jump in the conversation. We're talking every Monday through Friday, 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock Eastern, for about an hour on the day's news, pop culture, and top political stories of the day. You can give us a call, 347-989-0126. That's 347-989-0126. So let's go ahead and get this show started. Stand up on my soapbox and start talking. Craig, how the heck are you, man? Uh, sorry, I'm a little behind. I'm about two minutes behind. So, sorry, I, I called in after the open, which, by the way, that open um, needs changed because our hours have changed. I know. We need to re- re-record that. I was looking at that the other day. But you're right. How's your day starting out? It's all right. Starting out, mm, it's starting out okay. Uh, how's yours? It's good. I uh, went to the lake today. I needed to get some stuff done, so I took my computer to the lake and relaxed in the sun a while. So I'm in the parking lot now, so if there's any loud noises, let me know, and I'll roll up my windows. But it's too nice. It's 80 degrees exactly and beautiful blue skies today Nice. here in Northeast Ohio. Don't even need any air conditioning. Not even a little bit. Very nice. Anything exciting on your end of this world here? Oh, there's a bunch of exciting stuff going on. Where do you want to start, man? Like, Start wherever you want, dude. What's exciting? It's raining. I just walked outside. Dude, it, there's like, there's a couple of clouds, and I'm in Vegas again. It's freaking raining. But, great. It's like third day in a row you've had rain there in Vegas. Weather. Yeah. No, it's all, uh, we've had a whole bunch of stuff coming up from the south. A bunch of moisture. Well, we can go into I just, climate change. We saw the weather yesterday. I hate starting off with weather. You we wanna, have a big. You want to start there? Really? You want to yeah, start with climate start, change? Yeah. Alaska has lost, and it's done this in the past. Uh, Alaska has lost a minimum of 150 miles of uh, shoreline ice. That's how much of the Arctic is now exposed. And it's done that in the past, um, actually in our documented past, but never this far, uh, you know, never this far out into the Arctic. Um, so that's a problem. Uh, we have uh, uh, tons and tons of ice on a daily basis that are, that are, uh, that are dropping off of both uh, the Arctic and Antarctica, both the North Pole and the South Pole. Oops, sorry. My- wow. My car just turned on. <laughs> what was that? 
like it was feeling my car was feeling lonely and turned itself on here. Sorry about that. Nice. Yeah, well, they just had um, the a new report was issued today by United Nations, who I usually take a little stock in. Uh, came out earlier yeah. today, uh, talking about the rising temperatures, and it says that. Uh, the report is from the Intergo Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and it examined how agriculture will be affected by global warming, as well as how food production and other changes in land use are expected to contribute to climate change in the future. The panel concluded that if the average global temperatures rise just two degrees Celsius over the pre-industrial average, Something the previous reports by a panel have said could definitely happen by the end of the century. The risk of food supply contamination and instability are projected to be very high. And according to the report, it was written by more than 100 scientists, uh, experts in the field. So the newest thing is the food supply that could be damaged, not just our own air breathing and everything like that, but the food supply, if the air doesn't get us, the uh, food supply can, it's going to be inhabitable by the end of the century. That's a little longer than the 12 years everything else says, but uh, still not not good. End of the century. I'm not sure I'll be around for that. I don't uh, think so either. But. Yes, I got, you know, especially with my generation dying off by 53, uh, I got about another six seconds here. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm not sure I'll be around for that, but, uh, maybe my grandkids, you know, or, or your grandkids, and I'm talking to, you know, every, uh, everybody out there who has currently has children. Um, <clears throat> yeah, they're not going to have a place to, uh, to live if we keep going along this route, we keep going along this way. Uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, but we did survive the comet, right? Wasn't the before. comet supposed to be here yesterday? I, I don't know August if it was August. the August third or or October third, and it's not a comet; it's a it's an asteroid, and it's an asteroid that has passed by us before. Um, that's how we know it's there, uh, and and we it, it it just came in close proximity. There was an asteroid last week that we didn't know was a part of the the path or a part of the asteroid field that we're going through that we're currently going through. I think that right. I think that it ends like two weeks from now that we stop going through that. But then but then there's other fragments. There's other asteroids that are out there. I'm not you know like I said I'm not sure if that's not August, was it August third that I that I said or October third. I thought it was August third, but it could have been October. I don't remember. I'll have to look into the archives. All right. Well, if we if if it did go by us yesterday or we went by it, um, then it's it, it's already it, it was something that we knew was out there already. It was just in close proximity to us. It passed between a distance that's you know uh, closer to us than our moon. So um, it just didn't fall into our orbit or fall into our atmosphere, which is a good thing because we're all still here. Otherwise, we wouldn't be because that puppy was and humongous had the power of a 2700 megaton bomb so that's a that's a it's a it's a pretty powerful piece of rock sitting up there in space um right 
but the one that we had fly by us uh, a week ago, um, they didn't see it. Like our telescopes didn't see it until it was too late, until it would have already like impacted us. And, uh, and it was definitely on a course and it cruised by us about 45,000 miles an hour. That thing flew by really fast. And, um, uh, but it missed us. So, and those are, those are called city killers. It was only a, um, uh, like a, like it would have caused like a two megaton bomb, which is still a big bomb. Um, you know, it's like the equivalent of a nuclear warhead going off over a city. That's why it's called a city killer. So, uh, but yeah, that one missed us too. We're just, we're narrowly escaping, uh, any, uh, uh, what extinction event, but we seem to be, um, perpetuating and causing uh, another one. And that one will happen to us over the next hundred years, supposedly. Right. Or the next 80 years. So that's, that's what we're what talking about like. with climate change. Yeah. Um, so if we don't get hit by one of these meteorites, you know, we really got to pay attention to, uh, to making sure that we can still survive on this planet. Cause really there isn't any other planet that anyone has found that will sustain us. No other planets, not in our solar system, not nearby. So, you know, nothing that we can get to, uh, uh, right now. So, um, yeah, uh, we really need to start taking care of this place. But that's difficult to do when you're just trying to survive. We can't even get our recycling right. We can't even, you know, recycling actually starts at home, and we can't even get that right. Like, people put styrofoam and stuff into the recycling bin that can't be recycled. So it's kind of, you know, it's like you got to really pay attention, and it starts with yourself. And, and like, you can't put contaminated boxes and contaminated um, cans. And, and contaminated means that it has, still has food pro- product on it. It still has some type, of, some type of whatever it was that was inside of it in the first place and whatever you ate out of the inside of that container or drink. And you have to clean them out first, and then you have to right. dispose of them properly. So get our, you know, get our recycling in order. We can't even get that in order. So I don't know how, you know, and then with all the, all the racist stuff, I mean, people are judging each other on their color of their skin. We can't get that in order either. So it's like, I don't know. It's, it's been frustrating for me lately. The human race is, is still frustrating the hell out of me. I swore. I can say hell though, right? You can, yeah, we can let that slide on occasion. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, yeah, and I agree. I think we should talk a little more about the race thing. We still have information from uh, Donald Trump. Uh, we found out that his visit yesterday to El Paso, um, of the eight families that were still in the hospital, uh, none of them wanted to speak to him. So he didn't yeah. speak to any none of the of them families. Speak. <laughs> he didn't um, speak to any of the families in El Paso because none of them. Well, they did have him. two of the families that were released came back and talked to him. So two of them that were well, released yeah, did they, come the, back. The ones that were in the hospital. But the eight that were still in they, the hospital like, said, no, uh, "Don't want any visitors." Thanks, but no thanks. We appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. visitors allowed. So, yeah, uh, no, he's you know he's he's perpetuating a lot of this racism. So. Um, and you know, like, like I said about, um, Charlottesville, you know, and like he said about Charlottesville, that there's good people on both sides of this and no, there aren't. 
Um, it's, it's people that are against whatever race and, and those are not good people. I'm sorry. They're just not. And it's over and over again. We're getting, you know, these, these same results, which is, you know, white guys walking into places and blowing people away and people of color mainly. And it's, uh, dude, it's so frustrating. So frustrating. No, really. and, you know, like I said, I mean, we can't tackle any of the other bigger issues that we need to if we can't tackle this one. Speaking of tackle, the whole the whole flag thing, too, is really starting to get to me. It's a banner. It's a banner. I don't mean disrespect to my military, to our military. In fact, I have, I have you know, uh, multiple people in my life, uh, both family and friends, that are members of the military. And um, I, I don't mean any disrespect, but um, our flag, um, our banner, uh, represents a country that was built on slavery. And that's what the protests are about. And there was this, this kid, and I don't know how old he is, um, in, a, in a rodeo, uh, at a rodeo in Montana, I believe, where and I don't have this guy's name either. I don't have it on my notes. Um, I, if you could look it up real quick, you can see what I'm talking about. But uh, he was wearing his hat during the national anthem, and a, a guy who has been uh, dishonorably discharged, from what I understand, from the military, um, and he also has um, he's on probation because he's been violent. Um, he, uh, has attacked other people. He has a brain, um, he has, uh, uh, um, wow. He has PTSD. Um, he, uh, he was at the rodeo as well. And this kid would not take off his hat during the national anthem. And so he chose to pick the kid up and drop him on his head causing fractures and so now this kid is you know going to have problems for the rest of his life because of a hat and because of a flag i'm I, i'm not really understanding you know what what the actual deal is uh it's a banner it's a banner that actually changes it's a piece of cloth and it changes right. it's changed over the years you know from 13 stars to 40 something stars or 30 something stars to 40 something stars to 50, whatever we have now. And it'll continue to change as we go along and collect different places. Like Puerto Rico should actually be a state. It's a territory. It should actually be a state. And, you know, all we got to do is give them statehood and then they're a state. So that star should be added. So there's, uh, you know, it, it to me is, is just, I'm really not getting it. Like the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, I'm really not getting it. You know, he is a black man who is kneeling and protesting a a banner that represents uh, slavery. So, and that's his right. He has the right to protest that. And if I don't want to take off my hat during or put my hand over my heart or any of that, that's my right my right to not do that so and to protest 
And these are, you know, peaceful protests. And I don't even know if this kid that got dropped on his head and now has brain damage for the rest of his life because of some freak over a flag and a national anthem. And by the way, that national anthem, and I keep repeating myself on this, Francis Scott Key, the guy that wrote the national anthem, was a poet. And he, his, in his poems, he's farcical. I don't know if you understand what that means in case you have brain damage and you're listening to me right now. A farce means that he's being sarcastic in his writing. Home of the brave and land of the free is a question. It's a question. It's not a statement. He was being sarcastic because at that time we still had a whole bunch of people that were slaves. So he was being sarcastic in writing that. We chose it as our national anthem because it's a great it's a great representation of what the United States is. But he was being sarcastic. So I'm not I, I'm really not sure what people are defending. I, you know, the, the people that are out there are like, you know, respect the flag. And I'm like, it's a banner. It's, it's just a banner. We don't. Well, have to we, I mean, I can understand the respect and everything. Um, like you said, though, it's not mandatory. I mean, we do have flag burning laws, so it's more than just a banner because and it's enshrined in our laws. It's in line, it's enshrined in our laws. Wearing law all day long. We're not supposed to but wear the flag, and it's not supposed to represent any advertising at all, ever. And I see American flags all over advertisements for whatever it is air conditioning companies, plumbing companies, so on. I see the American flag all over the place. So well, I don't see that written in law but, anywhere. I've heard that discussed, but I've never seen it written in law. So you you're not to, you're supposed mean, to use it for advertising? That's part of the flag code, dude. I don't know what the flag code is, but just look up the flag code right now. It's not supposed to be used in any advertisement. Well, I mean, there's a there's a code, though, and there's a law. I think we've been trying a couple laws, We've tried, and there is – I have heard of the flag code. So we need to make yeah. sure we we're, know what we're talking about, but I think you're right. Yeah. It is probably – sounds like it makes sense. But as far as law goes – there's a big difference because it's not, it's not ever supposed are. to represent any one company for any one thing. It, it represents an entire nation. Right. Exactly. All right. Let's go on. What else do we have in the news? Um, and Colin and anything? Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I know I just brought him up. He's the the quarterback for the 49ers who kneeled like five years ago. Um, or whatever it was. I mean, it's a long time ago. He has not worked in the NFL, not the entire time. So, you know, he's definitely suffered as far as – I mean, this is a, actually a really good quarterback. There's a number of teams out there that could use him. How about the Chicago Bears much? they got lousy quarterback after lousy quarterback. So, you know, and there's a whole bunch of, of uh, teams out there. How about the Cleveland Browns? Cleveland Browns have Yeah, sucked, for all intents and sucked, purposes, sucked, he's been blackballed, for, I think. For, I I don't know how long. Yeah, no, absolutely been blackballed and or blacklisted. And it, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make any sense. He's a good quarterback. Just because he protests slavery doesn't mean that he, he's not going to do his job really well. Well, and that's not what he's Every protesting. Day. He was originally protesting about um, all the police violence the against police, black people. Police shooting, and nothing to do with slavery. Black, correct. Yeah. Right. Nothing well, to do that's, slavery. that's where it stems from, dude. It's the same it's the it's the same mentality that's been here for you know 400 years 
whenever the first black man was brought over here, which I think the anniversary of that is literally 400 years ago in this month, the first black people were brought over from Africa by slave owners to the United States in 1619, I believe is. So we're at the 400 year mark to the month because August was the first time that anybody was brought over here. Right. So That's exactly right. You know, and the police brutality uh-huh. just stems from the slave owners and, and the police being a part of that whole system. So that is ultimately what he's protesting. Yeah, you're, you're correct on, mm-hmm. on, you know, that unarmed black man getting shot by police. That was the main thing. That was the main thing that he was doing. But it all stems from slavery. And Colin Kaepernick's actually talked about that himself. He's given interviews about that. Right. And then last thing I have with the whole uh, shooting thing that we've been talking about for the last two days is Louis Gomer is a congressional rep, a U.S. congressman from Texas. And the guy's never found a controversy. He can't milk for some stupid thing. He's saying that we should not um, charge the El Paso shooter with a hate crime because that's a slippery slope for pastors to be charged with a hate crime. Because if he's saying he doesn't like um, Mexican people, what's it to say from uh, pastors talking about they don't want to do with gay people or stuff like that? Like, you know what? I mean, equivocate much. It has nothing. One's an act and one's free speech. If you're a congressman, you should really know the difference. And it just frustrates the heck out of me that these congressmen, especially Republican congressmen, will use stuff for their own advantage when it's not even makes any sense. And they're supposed to be representatives of our country. But I saw that uh, tape on that today, and it's about fell off my tree. But that's pretty much all I have as far as that goes in yesterday's um, well, drama. Well, we were – I, I was um, – uh, we were talking about this before, and we were talking about Marianne Williamson. Um, and uh, she's it, – it's really interesting to me because right now she's the only one that in all of those – all of the debates that the Democrats just had over the last week, um, she's the only one that really stood out. Uh, according to everything that I've been reading and everything that I've been hearing from other people. Um, and I've known uh, about Marianne for a long time. Uh, I, I'm easily the early 90s, late 90s is when I first heard about her. And the, the, the way she professes um, love and understanding and kindness and all of that. Um, uh, she's an absolute brilliant woman uh, when it comes to uh, these things. She's she's helped people, millions of people, with um, their own their own deal, you know, with their own problems, and also with problems with significant others. So she's you know she's literally saved one relationship after another uh, for for thirty years, and um, I. Th- think it's really interesting that she is direct opposite of what we currently have in the White House. So, and I think it'd be really interesting to see her as the next president. I I don't know who needs to get behind her 
you know, I said I said this last week that Oprah would be a really good choice to just run because uh, then you make sure that you get, you know, all of the um, black voters to actually get out and vote um, because there's nobody for them to vote for. Uh, if Oprah were to get behind Marianne, which she already I – mean, she Oprah basically created Marianne. Um, the, the, uh, I'm sorry, I, I really should not be disrespecting her by just calling her by her first name because she is a presidential candidate. Um, uh, but Oprah had her on her show, I don't know how many times. So uh, there's a, you know, there's, I don't know, 30 or 40 times. I mean, a lot of times. So, um, uh, and she's always been just extremely positive and that's what has come out of the democratic debates is that she instead of turning and saying oh look everything's bad she's turning and and putting the you know i don't want to call it a spin but she's being more positive than anyone else um everyone else is still attacking different areas and and different people like number 45 they're continuing to, to attack the gop where you don't need to do that. What you need to do is reinforce the people that are going to be supporting you and also reinforce the positivity that needs to be here on this planet right now. Because if we don't collectively get together on stuff, we're not going to be able to deal with this. And that's, that's everything, you know, like across the board, we really need to collectively get together and make some decisions on, on what we accept from a human and what we don't accept from a human and their behavior. Right. I'm not sure I'm aboard with her as a president, but she is a powerful person, a powerful thought leader. Yeah. Um, she started yeah. Project Angel Food, which was an amazing um, food delivery service to AIDS patients way back early in the epidemic. Um, but, she's done, like you said, lots of uh, spiritual teachings and lots of advice, and yep. she has over 13 books, and she's definitely a yep. person of note. I will give her that. I don't know and she's if a, she and has she's a qualifications by the president. Well, she's a celebrity but, yeah. where none of, none of the other ones are, So, and you really need a celebrity to go up against celebrity in chief, so you really need that, and uh, there's, you know, because otherwise you're you're just it's not going to happen it's not democrats will not will not win and the popular vote thing man we gotta get you know gotta get more states on that electoral college gotta get more states to say that they're not going to use the electoral college otherwise he already won otherwise 2020 doesn't matter voting doesn't matter none of it matters he already won because the electoral college says so well, like I said, that's still not true, but I'll let you keep saying it. <laughs> um, it Michigan's true, already flipped. It is not true. Okay. That's you what need, I said. We need a number of states to flip. Right. But I, one's already flipped. Flip, Michigan's already flipped as of 2018. Okay. I mean, one. We need. That's one. So, and that's enough to, to, to hold the tide with 70,000 votes for electoral college. So it's not a done deal by any means as of yet. Do we want? to abolish electoral college. Yeah, I think it's time. I think it's smart to do that. Um, when you've had it didn't a presidential election overturn popular vote two times within 20 years, that's a definite debate right. worth having. Um, yep. I just don't think that it's a done deal yet on the electoral college if we don't get it turned over that Trump's automatically okay. won. All of um, my information, be... including, including Bill Maher, and Bill Maher is pretty much on top of this. I mean, Bill Maher did get sued by number 45. 
and number 45 lost that lawsuit. So he's pretty much on top of this, and he says that the Electoral College is wrapped up as well. So if they can, if they can, you know, get rid of the Electoral College or get those states to flip, then great. But it doesn't look like that's going to happen. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm not putting all my eggs in that basket. I think that with a all, set, right. all we need is 70,000 more votes in three okay. states. That's all we need. We'll see. Um, to overturn what happened. So I think okay. it's, it's definitely doable as long as they're campaigning well. I think it's a very doable deal. I don't want to don't want to give um, false hope that if it doesn't happen, we're automatically going to lose. That's not happening. That's going to um, make people not want to vote. And like I said, 70,000 votes can switch the whole thing. So we just need to right. pay attention to those three states. But that's the, that's the okay. most important thing out here. All right. Well, All right. Let's go I hope ahead. you're right, man. Um, well, I, I'm right on the math. I just don't know what's going to happen with the votes. We don't know what's going right. to happen until it happens, but I know the Correct. math is right. All okay. right. We're halfway in. Let's go ahead and take a break. Really? Let's play a little uh, Losing My Religion from Ginger Midge. We'll nice. be back in just a couple of minutes. Dream. 
Alrighty, we are back. That was Losing My Religion, covered by Ginger Minge. Guys, welcome to Standing on My Soapbox. You have about 25 minutes to give us a call, 347-989-0126. Tell us whatever's on your mind. Um, news item that I have on my list, Craig, from your old neck of the woods in Chicago. It looks like uh, 45 yesterday discussed giving a pardon to go to old Blagovich. Uh, the ex-mayor of Chicago, or governor of Chicago, sorry. <laughs> governor, Blagojevich. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he's walking around this country pardoning the wrong people, man. Blagojevich uh, definitely does not deserve to be pardoned. Not. He ripped well, off Illinois so for funny. millions and millions of dollars. He really did. He All he did was operate a scam out of the governor's office. He tried to sell... Barack Obama's Senate seat when he was elected president. Yeah. <laughs> um, so many other things. It's Which like he can't legally millions do. Millions of dollars worth of schemes. And what yep. made me laugh the most is President uh, Trump when he said, yeah, I'm considering on pardoning Blagovich. I mean, all, all political, right. he said all politicians have done something they regret and shouldn't have. Not me, of course, but every other politician. <laughs> Like, are you kidding me? You can say that out loud with a straight face. I was dying. I thought that was so funny. Yeah. No, not all politicians have done things that they're not proud about. Um, They all, in negotiations, have, you know, said things and done things that they can't control. uh, And things have gone another direction. But not all politicians uh, suck. Right. You know, a majority, absolutely. Um, a majority of them, you know, are, are only there for their own interests. But we can see people popping up. Um, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is one of them. Um, there's, you know, you may not like her, uh, but uh, she's actually standing up for the people and representing the people, which is her job. So, um, you know, she's at least doing her job where other people, uh, you can tell, have vested interests in, in everything that they, um, that they uh, are doing. Moscow, Mitch, much. So, oh, yeah, you know, and can, for the money and for the power. Yep. Money and power is what most of them yep. want. But, yeah, Blagovich had a 14-year sentence. He's only done a little less than half of it so far from everything he did. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, like you said, he's he's offering these pardons to people that have no, not deserving of it whatsoever. He pardoned um, the sheriff down in down in in Arizona, didn't he? he didn't he pardon the sheriff person, down yeah, in Arizona? Ohio? Yeah. Is that Joe Pio or whatever? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's just walking around pardoning all these. I, I don't want to swear. I'm, I'm, I'm stopping myself from swearing. There's a swear word. There There's an go. expletive that I just had there for this guy. And, uh, and yeah, I'm not saying it. <clears throat> right. But yeah. I, dude, it, it, it's kind of disgusting. Um, the behavior. It's kind of disgusting. And then the last thing I have in Trump news, which to me is kind of a non story. And it's like, Talk about first world problems and a third world or third world problems and a first world thing or something. But uh, I guess there is, a, and I mean, I love Wilson Cruz. Wilson Cruz is an amazing actor. He's a great uh, LGBT advocate. 
but he has started a petition and it's going viral and the story's going viral over the guy that owns um, SoulCycle and Equus, or is it Equus, or what's the name of that gym? Um, Let me look it up here. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't Uh, see this. Let me find it. It's um, It's all right. Real quick while you're finding that, uh, Twitter locked out Mitch McConnell's campaign Twitter account. Team Mitch, and for posting, you know, the profanity-laden video uh, of a protest in Kentucky that was criticizing Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They weren't just criticizing. They did also – there's pictures out there of, of all these right. uh, Team Mitch people that are groping a cardboard cutout. It's disgusting, dude. This is disgusting behavior. They're groping a cardboard cutout. It is, of, and it's – I mean, Alexandria granted, Ocasio-Cortez. it's high school kids. Is it shocking that it's a bunch of high so? school kids doing this? No, it's not. Um, yeah, what I are their parents much... or how are their parents raising them? That's part of the problem here, man. Right. You know, parents obviously didn't raise them right. Well, if they're going to sexually assault a cardboard cutout in, in pictures. It's a, I it, can't, you know, it's the I, same... I'm totally against it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm upset that it goes viral, but uh, I'm definitely a glass house person on that. I did some really silly things right. in high school myself. Oh, yeah. No, so I'm not we, going we to. Criticize the bad judgment, but that uh, I think the bigger picture is that it went viral, and the people that weren't high school kids are the ones that were promoting this and sharing it. That was more my concern than anything else. Um, But yeah, it it was kind of. But I was happy that Twitter did shut down the team Mitch Mitch McConnell's campaign. Yeah, so that's kind of good. Um, I'm very happy about that. Um, Exodus and, is the name of the, or Equinox, okay. excuse me, Equinox is the name of the gym. So this guy okay. that owns the gym, his name is uh, Stephen Roth. He owns a company that owns Equinox and SoulCycle, and he also owns on his own um, the Miami Dolphins. He's been a Trump supporter forever. He's having a private $250,000 plate. A fundraiser for Trump, and so all of the thought forty five had are, his own money. I thought he doesn't need any campaign funds. Thought he yeah. had his own money. Then what he bragged about before? Hundreds of millions of dollars this time. All of a sudden he wants money wow. this time. Wow. Um, but yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the gays are up in arms over this guy having his fundraiser asking people to cancel their soul cycle and their equinox thing. I'm all about a good protest, but I just don't know. First of all, you're spending 240 bucks a month to go to a gym. That's a little right. first world <laughs> problem to me. Um, <laughs> sorry about your luck. Yeah, that is, that is a first world problem right there. I mean, you're giving this guy way too much money to go spin and to have a six-pack ab, as far as I'm concerned, to begin with. So right. I think the outrage is a little misplaced. The outrage should be spending 240 bucks a month for a gym. What normal Joe can do that? But anyway, that's out there in the Twitterverse, and there's a petition with 4,000 signatures already to uh, to halt this gym if he continues on with his fundraiser. So. I will call out things I don't agree with from time to time. This is one I don't agree with. I just thought I'd share it out there. 
you have an opinion, go yeah. ahead and share it. Give us a call, 347-989-0126. But that's one of, like I said. Yeah, I've, I've never really understood. I, I, I've never really, I'm, you know, I'm really skinny. I'm, I'm 51 and I've got a six pack still. Um, I, and I, I don't, I don't really work out. My metabolism obviously is really fast and, and has been my entire life. Um, but I, what I'll do is I'll, I'll literally just stop doing whatever it is I'm doing, you know, be it, you know, it doesn't even matter. Uh, I just in the middle of the day, I will literally just stop and do 20 push-ups. And then I'll go on with my day and somewhere else in the day, I'll stop and do 20 sit-ups. And, and it's just like, you, you just, you just do that throughout the day and you'll get a workout in, uh, you know, I've never understood, especially like a stationary bike. I've, I, I've never understood that. I was 210 pounds when my daughter was born and I was a buck 75 before um, she, before my ex-wife got pregnant. So I gained like a bunch of sympathy weight and I was eating for three. I was just gaining weight all over the place. Didn't have a six pack at that time, but I jumped on a normal bicycle, just, just a bicycle bicycle and rode for after she was born rode for, it started out a mile. And then the next, like within a week, I was going two miles, three miles. And then after a week after that, I was going five miles. And so after a very, very short period of time, and I'm talking a bicycle on the street or on a trail, um, uh, because you're using your entire body. You're, you're, you're using your mind, first of all, because you're watching out for cracks in the road, bumps in the road, curbs, uh, you know, and, and cars and motorcycles, and you're watching out for people and all that stuff. So your brain's very active. And then you're using every muscle in your body when you're actually on a bicycle. So I jumped on that bicycle and I lost 40 pounds. Uh, I was back down to 170 within three months. And, and I've never understood the, the whole, you know, going in to a place and paying for any amount of money to, to work out. You've got everything around you to do that. You, you've got your own body weight to do that. So, you know, use your own body weight in order to lose that body weight or at least slim down. I've never understood, you know, any of that spin classes or any of that. Stationary bike's not going to do anything for you, but get your, your cardio up. So make you sweat a little. Because you're not right. using every no, muscle. You're not using I your arms. No you're not using your... I have no going to gyms. Yeah. A lot of people use it for the peer pressure and things like that, and that's fine. Um, but I'm with you. I can't just stand on a treadmill. I mean, I've lost all this weight, but I can't do a treadmill yeah. or the stationary bike. I, I don't mind biking no. and having a little tour and looking around and seeing stuff, and I don't mind walking the neighborhood, but I just can't yeah. no, sit in one place and watch a TV and do it. That just doesn't do right. anything for me. And there's different things for different people. I understand that. So I don't have a problem yep. if you have to go to the gym, but just I, it's not for me the stationary bikes and the things like that. It it's been so it's been so hot, you know. As long as you keep yourself hydrated, just go walk around the neighborhood for a minute. <laughs> Literally a right, minute, exactly. you know, in, in in any of the neighborhoods, or at least over the past month, you know, in any neighborhood in the United States, and you're gonna drip. You're going to start sweating. So, you know, you're going to lose some weight just doing that. And you're going to tone up because you're actually walking. You're actually, you know, you're doing something instead of just on a treadmill. Right. Treadmills never made any sense to me either. 
Yeah, it just it does nothing for me. I understand the concept, but I get bored. I can't just. Yeah. And people who can do it, they have those treadmill desks now where people actually have their computer at the end of it and they actually do work while they're treadmilling. That to me sounds right. like the most asinine thing I've ever heard of. But people actually do it. I guess uh, whatever floats your boat, but that's just weird to me. I don't understand it. Well, if they've got no time to get any workout in, you know, then that might be a good way to to do it. But just go, just go run. Just go, you know, just take five minutes and just go run around the block. Go do something that actually gets your whole body involved. Right. All right, let's move back onto the topics at hand here. One of the things I wanted to talk about, we brought up yesterday that ICE had one of the biggest, uh, Immigration yeah, roundups again yesterday, 640 people. And, hey, surprise, surprise, this time we're not putting kids in cages, but there was um, dozens of kids that had gone to their first day of school yesterday and had no parents picking them up, and they had to round these kids up and put them in a gymnasium overnight um, so they could figure yeah, out Yeah, they had no parents to go home to because exactly. their parents were in ICE detention. Yeah, ICE is is working to reunite those parents with their children, uh, supposedly. Uh, but I, I don't know how that's possible. You know, they just they, they well, they say them, they so. are working quickly to do it. So let's hope they do because this is nothing but separating kids at the border from the parents again. It's just a different yep. way to do it. We arrest them while the kids are in school. Same result, um, but for some reason, for these people. We can reunite them quickly, and the people at the border, they had people go for three months without seeing their kids, and some still haven't been reunited. So I don't know how well, they I can do part it of that, sometimes and how they can. Well, part of that is that the, the people that they rounded up um, were uh, people that were actually working. They actually had jobs, and they were actually paying taxes here, and they actually had addresses here. So it's, it's easier, and their kids are in school. So it's easier to, you know, put them back together where somebody coming from another country and then they get um, uh, separated. Uh, it's it's much harder to put them together. I mean, uh, you know, if you if you didn't write their name down and you didn't get their name correct and you didn't get uh, the, the ID numbers correct, then it's going to be really difficult to put them back with their parents, especially when their parents have been, uh, you know, uh, told to leave. They're not being detained anymore. They've been, you know, right. sent to either Mexico so or to point. the why country let, where they originated. Why do we let the people that are in Mississippi get released with a court date and go back to their kids, but the people at the border do not get released and go back to their kids? I don't understand yeah. where the difference is. I'm a little confused there. I need someone to help explain that to me. Three four seven nine eight nine zero one two six. I'm confused about all of it. I'm just, uh, how can you treat other people this way? I, I'm, I'm not understanding how you can take children away from their parents. So, three four seven nine nine zero one two six. Guys, have about five minutes to give us a call. Give us a call, guys. Uh, Man, this show there. has gone really fast, and I don't really feel like we actually talked about anything. Did we? <laughs> Yeah, we have, but it has gone by very fast the last couple of days. Yeah. Uh, yep. Time flies when you're not. Maybe it's uh, the concentrating on not swearing. 
Maybe it's given <laughs> us both a focus that we, you know, that we didn't have before. Exactly, because I swore so much before. <laughs> hey, there were times, uh, dude, when it was just you that was swearing, and it wasn't me. I did. I did so let a couple there, fly, that's for sure. Uh, uh, a couple of F-bombs, no less. A couple of F-bombs. I did. Coming I think from I you. did, too. Yeah. Uh, what else? <laughs> Talking about, let's... Uh, Let's talk about the debates. We had another person qualify for the debates. We're up to eight people now for the next Democratic debate in September. Andrew Wang qualified today, and I'm excited to see him part of it. So that's very interesting. Now we have eight people. Yeah, he's really smart. Uh, He is very smart. He's uh, owned a couple companies. He has a still controversial idea of giving every adult $1,000 a month. Um, but he says he can pay for it, and he has his reasons behind well, that's it. Well, something, that's something Marianne Williamson was talking about as well, that um, uh, she wants to give reparations. And it's like a $500 billion or some crazy number uh, amount. And, uh, and they're like, Where, you know, taxpayers aren't going to pay for that. And she's like, no, military spending. Which is what I've been saying saying for a long time. You know, we don't we don't necessarily need to spend that amount of money on developing anything, and we don't necessarily need to spend that amount of money on our military. Our military is pretty damn solid. So, um, what we do need to spend money on are the things that are happening here. And I'm not sure how that would actually go. You know, the reparations for um, people whose families are. Their ancestors are uh, slaves. So, um, yeah, I would love to know. I don't. I don't really. um, I would love to have uh, one of our black or African American listeners call in to discuss that because I'm not sure my feelings on it. Two white guys talking about black issues or or, you know issues of color people. It's it's not something that is really our forte. I'm not for giving individual people reparations. Um, I'm for using it towards rebuilding up affirmative action in and certain overall, ways in school and businesses. Right. Um, right. I, I can see that happening. Um, right. We are like four generations removed now from ancestors. So I just think uh, using it for uh, African-Americans in general, as far as education and employment, um, reparations or affirmative action, I'm all for that. But I would love to discuss yeah. that a little more. Uh, but I'm not for individual payments to individual people who are descendants of slaves because right. most of the most in the country are, and we're talking four generations removed. I'm so I'm, not, I'm a descendant of American long. Indians, and I'm a descendant of American Indian, and you know, I, there's no reparation for me, and it was mass genocide that was committed by a bunch of white you people. You get bingo money now, don't you? Get so, bingo money? Oh, I get bingo money. <laughs> Do I? No, I don't live on a reservation. I don't live on a reservation. <laughs> I don't have a casino. Right? That's not oh, the way okay. this is working for me. <laughs> I thought you were making big yeah, money. I don't care about that. My mistake. Any American Indians, Tell us where bingo yeah, money is cool, going. <laughs> yeah. Or the Kino money. Where's it going? Oh, that's lottery money. That's long gone. That's supposed to be for our. Schools that haven't seen that forever. 
It's in Ohio. Yeah, I'm you know, not understanding cool. that either. Yeah, and the Powerball stuff. I mean, you know, where is all that money going? Because uh, we put in, uh, as a collective, we put in a lot on almost a daily basis. We're throwing in a billion dollars. So where's that money going? People playing daily three and, you know, pick four and all those. Uh, dude, right. Where is that money going? Supposed to go into the school, but you never see a breakdown of it. So I don't know why no. they can't have a little transparency there. And that's a little bit of socialism that really didn't work, and probably because of the corruption, either on a state level or on a government level. So, you know, whoever's actually putting that money into their pockets. Um, but it that should have actually worked because that's the entire society putting in monies. Yes, they're gambling, but they're putting in monies, um, and some of those monies are supposed to go to, like you just said, schooling. So right. why didn't that happen? That's that, you know that's part of socialism that that should exactly. be working, and it's not. I wouldn't go far as the far enough to call that socialism. I'm not sure what the word is because no. that this was this was brought in by the people. These were through voter referendums by the people in all right. these individual states. It wasn't a government program. The government just allotted that money to schools, but it was actually right. voted on by the people. So I don't know if I could call it socialism, right. but it's kind of the same thing. I don't know what the exact word would be for it. Well, well, it's it's society taking care of society taking care of part of society. Supposedly, we're right. supposed to be doing that. You know that are. That are that are the monies that we paid to uh, pick some numbers um, goes you know to schools. So, uh, but if that's not happening, then um, then yeah, it didn't. It's not working at all. That part of it's not working. All right. Well, that's all I have. Any of the final thoughts before we head out for uh, our last song here? I'm, I keep trying to tell people to treat each other better. You know, and and. Uh, and I'm I'm hoping they're hearing me. Hey, you got to treat each other better. It's you know we're we're here just a very short time, so gonna treat everybody. That's better. a good segue into our final song. Our final song is Blair St. Clair. Now or never. It's now or never, guys. Let's take control of our country and bring it back. Give us a call tomorrow. We're finishing up our week. Three o'clock Pacific, six o'clock Eastern tomorrow. Give us a call. Three four seven. Nine eight nine zero one two six. We're standing on my soapbox with Scott and Craig, right here on the Left of Straight Radio Network. Bye. Peace. It's not like you know me. I live in the world of green. I got too good at painting the dream. But if you really know me. Made it out in the flesh. I'm here cause I'm getting it. I'm gonna turn the tide. I'm gonna live my life the way I want, the way I want to. No matter what they say, I'll do it all my way. The way I want, the way I want to. I've come undone, but now I pull myself together.
Back up again. 